Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, hello, and here we are again with Don Akery from TTI in our part two series with him. Uh, Don, thank you for being here again with this very busy time. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, no problem at all. Really appreciate you having me on. So let's just get right into stuff because in our last segment, we ended on um, a very interesting note where you were talking about, and uh, it was a, such a good point, that our industry is part of creating some pretty exciting products. And you just kind of threw something out there at the end. I thought, well, hold on, let's stop and talk about this some more. So what are some, if we could explain to listeners uh, in our industry, people understand, but even people out of our industry that might be listening, what types of things have you been involved with that are uh, really exciting that you'll look back someday and say, wow, that was cool to be part of that? I'll, I'll start and give you a couple of examples of what, what's going on today, and then I'll go one, one back in history. Um, you know, uh, you see the news today, you see the commercialization of space. So that's a combination of, of actually, you know, commercial space flights. You hear SpaceX, Blue Origin. The, those are two very large customers of ours that are, have taken over what we, we know in America, NASA typically handling in the past. So, you know, our team is heavily involved and get, gets to work you know, uh, with those companies and designing in, you know, all types of products in order to allow those rockets make it into space. But uh, uh, most people may not be aware that those companies are also involved in low orbit satellites to bring Internet to all. You know, we made the, uh, you hear the comment, well, everything is going to be connected via the Internet. I know I'm that way. If I buy anything new for my home, it's got to have an app with it that I can check it from anywhere, anywhere I'm located and, and go back in and look at it and see if it's operating correctly. don't know why I need to do that all the time, but it's mandatory for me now. But these companies are out, you know, um, SpaceX, is they're out putting up 12,000 low-orbit small satellites at a time. They take them up in their own rockets and launch them. And by sometime next year, they will have a good portion of the United States totally covered with satellite Internet. You know, we love the business because it's high tech. You need high reliable parts, which are the parts that we sell uh, in order to get those things up there. But we also love them because they're not made like the, the huge satellites that are launched up into deep space, I'll say. There is a, a little bit of a replacement every, you know, 10, 15 years, those would have to be replaced. That's a couple of examples of, of the type of companies we work with today. Again, those are somewhat visible. Tesla, obviously, is another one that Elon Musk owns in the automotive world, so the electronic vehicle side of it. But I go back, and I'll say early in my career, on the first podcast, I mentioned working with a motherboard manufacturer. But for those of you guys, guys who really go back to where you had dial-up modems, it was a company called Hayes Modem. And Dennis Hayes, I'm originally from Atlanta, and uh, Hayes Modems started there. And Dennis Hayes himself, I can remember him coming by and buying parts. He had no money, mm. but what he was trying to, you know, pick up scrap parts, get us to sell him a few, give him a few. But he turned it into Hayes Modems, which ended up being one of the, the premier dial-up modem 
companies uh, in the world and, and got a chance to work with the guy who started it and turned it into a, a very, very large company that was you know, sold at some point. Wow. So it's really interesting to me, Don, because if, if you look at it, our industry, I, I just think what people don't understand, uh, students, people outside our industry, even sometimes people in the industry, we get so focused on the individual part, um, but we lose sight of the fact of the technology we're creating that has literally innovated the world. It's super exciting to me if you look at all the all the um, end results that have come from all the hard work of all the people having the sales meetings and everything we do in our sales channel. And I had a couple questions for you. So you talk about satellites and modems and now all kinds of IoT equipment. What are the types of parts you have in those devices? And what's the ASP, the average selling price? Yeah, if you look at it, TTI was built. Paul started the company and he back uh, in 1971, and he started selling resistors, the lowest average selling price then and now. So if you look at it, uh, over time, we expanded out and picked up capacitors, the second lowest resale parts, and then moved into connectors, electromechanical, and now discrete semiconductors is actually a big part of our business. But our average selling price uh, here in the Americas last year, it was less than $0.08. Cents. Wow. You know, so if you go think about that a little bit, think about what it costs for somebody in a warehouse to actually select a part, count them out, or even if it's just a whole reel of parts, there's a time amount. So I talk about our business being heavy transactional business. We ship billions of components every year, not millions, billions. And in doing that, you have to have a very cost-efficient model. So the TTI model was built that way. Uh, and that gives us a little bit of a competitive advantage. Since we started with those low-cost parts, we're able to transact very efficiently, which has been part of the secret uh, to TTI's success over the years and, and allowed us to grow to, you know, the family of companies will be, you know, close to $6 billion this year. Wow. Don, you know, some of these things are just so amazing to me. If, if you think of it um it interests me so much because if you think of the, the little part you're talking about that nobody would ever think of <laughs> and how essential it is and how critical it is, even though it's a little eight cent part, if you didn't have that part, you wouldn't have that satellite going up. You wouldn't, you know, it would be disastrous. Also, having said that, we've talked about all these different, um, you know, equipment, essential equipment that we're, we're discussing where our parts or your parts and the industry parts are going into different equipment in many industries, right? So what is it that TTI has done to be able to enable this? Like you have other companies you own. So tell us how this all comes together. How is it that you've been able to do what you do? What companies have you purchased in order to help accomplish your goals? Yeah, if you look at it, actually, when I joined TTI, that's my job was acquisitions. We wanted to become more valuable to the customer without losing the core value prop of the TTI model. So we've put together what we call a family of companies. We actually have started marketing it that way. We didn't necessarily set out to call it a family of companies, but that's really what it is. TTI is in the interconnect, passive electromechanical and discrete semiconductor components. High transactional business, uh, something that you know we haven't veered from that strategy with the TTI model. We felt like we needed to be in other parts of the business. So Mauser was purchased, so we own Mauser. Mauser was a $50 million company when TTI purchased it in 2000. Mauser is a $2 billion company today. 
our most recent acquisitions and something that uh, I'll say probably got the attention of the industry, we've bought three semiconductor companies. They're specialty semiconductor companies. The TTI model was built on being a specialist, so we think we can be better and understand the products, understand the supply chains for those products better, so we didn't want to dilute that. So we have purchased uh, three companies, and we have more planned in order to go out and be able to service our customers in the same way with those companies. Uh, Again, we're not trying to be a broadline distributor. There's some guys out there that do that very well. We want to be able to go in and Symmetry Electronics is the the first company that we we announced and we bought, and they're focused on IoT, so it's a good place to be. RFMW that we also bought out of California is focused on RF and microwave. Uh, And then the third acquisition was Chengnam in South Korea, actually the largest distributor in South Korea uh, we own today. Wow. Don, it's very impressive, and really we are running out of time today for our second part uh, series, but I have more to talk to you about. I'm not quite done, so we, we need to add a third part, Don. we got to ask you more about just you and, and kind of the man behind all this going on. So we're going to add another series to this, but thank you for joining us today. It's been really insightful and appreciate your, your time being here today, Don. Again, thanks, Jack. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.